Welcome. You're listening to Soli, a podcast driven by curiosity and spirituality with intuitive mediums Shayla and Peyton. Join us as we ask questions, create conversation, and share in an open and heart-centered way our personal experiences and mystical ponderings. If you're spiritually curious and want to be a part of the conversation, then this is the perfect space for you. This is Soli. Hello, hello. How are you today? Hot topic today. (laughs) We do have hot topics today. How are you doing today, Shayla? I'm doing good. I'm kind of excited to talk about this. Yes. This might be a juicy one. Because it can get political, but we're going to try to be as rounded as we can discussing this subject, I think. Yes. So this is going to be a little bit of a juicy topic. And we do not prefer to get into political issues, but this one does flow into the spiritual space. So we just kind of found it appropriate to touch on. But before we start, I would like to share, we did receive another couple messages from our listeners that I wanted to share. One of them was from our listener, Marisa. She messaged me and was telling me that she was listening to the episode about past life regression and that she also had a past life on the Titanic. And so when she was hearing me talk about it, it was just bringing up all this stuff for her. And she messaged and said about how she's ever since she was little, every book she could find, every, you know, obviously the movie, everything she could, you know, associate with the Titanic, she's just been obsessed with. And she's also had this very real fear of like the deep water and ocean. She like will not get into any big water and all of that. And then randomly her and I both have this thing where we don't eat any seafood. And I've always joked. (laughs) And when I say that to people, they're like, well, what about crab? What about tuna? I'm like, no, if it swims, I don't eat it. And she had the same thing. And I've always joked that for me, it's a mental thing. I just think it grosses me out. But I've always joked, I'm like, well, it's probably because I drowned in a past life, you know, and something associated with that, like the fish ate me or something. Right. But, so thank you, Marisa, for listening. And I we really appreciate you sending us that message. Then our listener, Erica, who messaged and said while she was taking her little girl for a stroll around the neighborhood the other day, she was listening to our podcast and she said she was kind of jumping around through the episodes and there was a card reading that came up. And she said it just, it, it, it brought a lot of perspective for her. It, it, it hit home for her. So that's just also a reminder that even if you hear these card readings two years down the road and it feels like it hits, that's the moment you were supposed to receive it. So yeah, um, exactly. that's, yeah, that's why we do these. So thank you, Erica and Marisa. We appreciate your, yeah. we appreciate your feedback. Yeah. And it's so neat to hear like people are walking around their neighborhoods listening to our podcast. That's cool. I know. It's so cool. It's so cool. We're, we're, we're very grateful. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so now to the now to the good stuff. So I was scrolling through my Instagram. There is someone who started following me who I and I did follow back. And this person is a medium and she teaches mediumship. So I kind of just glanced at the content that was on her page and you know, she's, she does a lot of videos. She does a lot of these quick videos. She's kind of got like a, what's the, it's kind of, what would you say? I said it was more like doomsday kind of really. Yeah. Extreme predictions. Things that are not the greatest that are happening in the world. Like kind of more fear based predictions. Right. And it's, 
something she shares with her audience and, you know, that's her prerogative and more power to her. Noticed though, on her stories, she would post a lot of stuff about mediumship development, which was all very in alignment with the rest of us. But then she, I kept seeing she would slip in all of these very anti-LGBTQ, all the letters. And I'm a part of that community, so I can make fun of how many letters are there. But very anti and then very anti drag queen, transgender, you know, all of that's very hot topic right now. It's very political. And obviously being a part of that community, it triggered me. And then that this was another person in the spiritual world really disappointed me. So I did reach out and I just asked for some clarity, you know, I, and there was a, there was a message about, about drag queens reading books to children. And she responded with it, that it was grooming, you know, and it, that really triggered me. And I just found it really disappointing. Like I said, that she would take that angle with it. And then I asked for her to explain it a little bit better so I could understand what it was she was referring to. And unfortunately she chose not to respond. So, and then again, then this morning there was another post about it had taken the word Pride Month, put it together. And then if you kind of highlight the middle of it, you can spell out the word demon. So basically, you know, saying that pride and that whole community are demons. That's when it then I was like, you know, this is just a a little bit much. It's a bit much (laughs) and it's a little bit far for me. And, you know, I don't want to necessarily get too deep into the topic of the history of gay culture and and all of that, because I feel the majority of our audience is, is well aware. But really where I wanted to take this was as a reminder to everyone that as we have, Shayla and I have both shared, everyone has this divine right to develop your gifts and to connect with spirit and to, in whatever form that means for you. If that means just helping you figure out your personal life or If you take the road like Shayla and I did, that we wanted to use that to help serve others, or if you want to take the road like this person I've been referring to did, and then teach it to others. We all have that gift and we all have that right. But since everyone's able to do it, I just want to remind people that that doesn't mean that every spiritual person out there is going to align with your core beliefs and how you interpret the world. And if someone has a skewed view of the world, and I'm sorry, my personal opinion is her, her view is very skewed. That's just my personal opinion. Then when you receive from spirit, it has to go through that skewed filter to then reach other people. And that can be, I think that can be a little bit dangerous. And I think that can be not in the best taste and not really for the greater good. So the thing that I also wanted to clarify for folks is the person I was referring to, they also, their mediumship school is also called Spirit School, which is the name of the school that Shayla and I belong to. So I just want to take a moment to make it clear that the school that Shayla and I belong to, Spirit School, is run by Danielle Serenk. She is known as the Squamish Medium, and she is out of Squamish, Canada in British Columbia. So not the same, (laughs) not the same, you know, and the reason why Shayla and I have connected so well with Danielle is because of her worldview, how she stands up for those who are marginalized, how her 
her connection with spirit is with the highest integrity and the highest intention. And that is what resonates with us. And then that is why we follow her. Now, this other person, there's something about the messaging she's delivering. There's a lot of people out there that love conspiracy theory, love that doomsday idea, love, you know, kind of that negative energy of hate and fear, and they, and they revel in it. And if that works for them and that's the path they want to take, you know, to each their own. But mm-hmm. I just, for us, I, I wanted to be clear, we are not a part of that group at all. And I'm proud to say that. Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting because even when you're talking about the conspiracy aspect of it, like, honestly, I like looking into conspiracy theories because I find them interesting. I just like seeing other people's worldviews and stuff like that. And sometimes there are aspects of truth in it, right? But then like they can kind of get carried away. But with this person, it was an interesting mix because a lot of the conspiracy stuff, if you kind of look at it, it's very... There's a lot of like dogma in it and a lot of really strong, extreme Christian kind of ideology around it. Kind of like, you know, the devil's coming and he's, you know, this is him playing around with things and all these different things. And we were talking beforehand about how, you know, even talking about grooming and like, again, you know, this is a sensitive subject. So we're going to have to put some kind of, you know, disclaimer before this episode, but how there's real issues that need to be addressed. And yes. when we start really specifically targeting a certain people or certain things, or we take them out of context, we're actually taking away from the real issues at hand that are really, really serious, right? Like yes. child exploitation or grooming or, you know, a sexual assault, all these things, right? That are very serious. And you mentioned too, like a lot of the people who experience these violations it's from family, friends, it's from, like I say, teachers, pastors, whatever, like anybody, like family, friends. Like, it's usually someone very someone close, close to them, right. not, not someone reading to a group of children right. in a library. And so we need to focus on the things that educate on that aspect and looking for signs and protecting our children from the world and you know like in general it's not just this or that and like I said before we're talking like every single group is going to have these people in it a small percentage of people who abuse or abusers and that's with anything and so we need to be aware of that and we also have to be careful that we don't target people right so I was saying like I live in a very conservative conservative place and I was saying how I know somebody who's gay but is quite conservative and so they've been kind of sharing with the family and stuff like that certain aspects of their concerns and so it's been interesting to see what they're talking about and like I can get understand some aspects of it so when we're talking about the, the reading thing like the library thing it's like okay like as long as things are done appropriately you know we're exposing our kids to different types of people and stuff like that and it's in a safe controlled environment right and like it's all good but I'm trying to like find a way to say this properly but for example, like a gay pride parade, it's like a beautiful thing. It's an expression of all these different things. And like there's a celebration of sexuality and the beauty of that, right? But when people start taking their children to these things, well, is that necessarily appropriate? And there's some parades that are more family friendly, of course, right? Right. But my thing was the interesting part is like the majority from what I've seen, it's like straight people. <laughs> Not to like, you know put too much of a way on that, but like bringing their children into these environments where it's like, well, maybe that's not appropriate for your child and you have to recognize that and then someone sees that 
you know, takes a video of it. And it's like, well, what are these people going to do? They're in a parade. They're expressing. We're not going to just stop. It's like, you should not bring your child to something that isn't appropriate. I wouldn't bring my child to a strip club, right? Like, exactly. And I guess that's the thing too. And that's where like, I think maybe it's a time too where the community is like, they have to kind of look at it too. We're like, they're kind of getting some maybe unexpected children coming. And so then they have to put those boundaries and say, hey, we actually don't admit right. these children into these shows because, you know, drag queen shows are fun. They're like, they're awesome. And like, I love them. And I think they're really great for people of a certain age, obviously not for children, but it's like now we just have to come up with those boundaries. Right. I think the thing that bothers me is like, there can be times where somebody will take a video and bring it out of context and then suddenly now it snowballs. Yeah, and right. this is a whole other thing that wasn't actually what it was. So I think we have to be careful and use our discernment with that too, and making sure that we don't take things out of context, right? So. And I yeah. also, I agree with you 100%. You know, it's been so interesting and this has been something I've had to really set with and kind of explore for myself because, you know, yes, I'm gay. That's obviously no secret. I don't feel like I necessarily align with everything that is gay culture necessarily. Uh -huh. uh, I'm, how do I want to say that? I understand where it's coming from when it comes to the intense sexual nature of these parades and celebration, because what has marginalized us, the only thing that puts me in that category is what I do sexually. We have been persecuted for ever from mm -hmm. every group, from every dogma, from every institution, because of this one issue of how we express love. So I'm not surprised that how it's celebrated is the extreme because I don't know if it's throwing it back against what's been oppressed on us for so long or, or why that is. Yeah. So that I understand. I also understand that we have to meet everyone else halfway a little bit. And if we're going to make these parades more family oriented and all of, and all of that to bring everyone to the table, I don't see why that's a big ask to turn a notch down on the over-sexualized part of being gay. Because if that's all we have to identify with, mm -hmm. I don't know. It just, it, it feels, it's just tricky. And I'm probably going to upset a lot of gay people if there's a lot of gay people that listen to this. Some people feel really strongly one way or another about it, but I don't, I don't see why we can't make it about more. So I get, I get what you're saying. But then I also, it's not like we live in a world where it's just okay to be gay. I mean, even here in the States where I'm at, you know, there's laws about don't say gay. There's, I mean, it's the law, right. this legal stuff is coming at us again. It's always the yeah. gay people. It's like, you know, and, and it is, you know, I'm very in the middle of the road politically. I have views on both sides, but it is frustrating to me that the cons this extreme conservative side of the table, they always come after us. It's like, we're the easy target. They, and they always love to go. They always love to bring up child abuse, but they, they, but then I don't ever see anything really being done. Like you said, towards the real issues that are involved here, but they just love to use that topic to get people fired up. And then look across the world and Uganda just passed a law where you could get a lifelong sentence for being gay. It was just a few years ago. I think it was about five or six years ago that in Russia, there was an, oh, where was it? Somewhere in Russia, they were gathering up gay people and putting them in camps. Like, you know, this stuff is yeah. still happening. And so 
it's just, we're an easy target and, you know, it's, it's just, it's frustrating, but I, you know, I think everyone needs to, to rise up. I think everyone needs to, to try and help bring us all together. And this stuff that just pushes people away, this stuff, this fear stuff, this, this hate stuff, it's, it's so counterproductive. And I don't see how that is serving spirit in the greatest way possible that you could. Yeah, no, for sure. And even when you were talking to it reminded me that I recently saw this interview with Rosie O'Donnell. Who was it with? Maya Bialik. She has that podcast. She was Blossom or whatever. Oh, yeah. And so she was just talking about how like when she was adopting kids in the 90s or whatever, like she had to lie on her adoption certificates and say that she was straight and that she never had a relationship or never would have a relationship with a woman. And just like, that's not even that long ago. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, you know. And there's still people that I, I can't even when people talk about not allowing gay couples to have children, adopt children. I'm just like, to me, that baffles me, my mind because it's all about love. Like, I don't personally, I grew up pretty much without a dad and I don't feel like I missed out. Like, right. it was just having that parent who was there for you and really, truly loved you and saw you for who you were. I think that's what children need is like they need love. So, you know. It- it all yeah. boils down to this prejudice or this idea that they keep running that if you're in that community, you're some kind of sexual deviant, you're some kind of sexual predator. And yeah. like you said earlier, that is not something, there's a small percentage of that that happens in every single demographic. Exactly. So when you're just focusing on the one easy target to you know, create a fire or whatever you're trying to do, you're t- taking away from where it it's happening everywhere. So that part just infuriates me that, you know. And like, not to like get into it too much, but like Epstein, like that whole situation. Exactly. Who are those people? Like, you know what I mean? It's this extreme situations that, you know, start to spiral. And it, it, yeah, like it's in every, every culture, every demographic, everything like that. So and that's why we need to have more of that education on like child safety and want to recognize and all that stuff. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, this again, like drag performances are hilarious. They're beautiful. They're, you know, with the way of people expressing themselves and and entertaining the rest of us, you know, and if you're taking I don't know many bars out across the country where that allow children to come in and see these. I can't imagine that there are that many public drag shows that would be that offensive. And maybe I'm sure it's probably happened. People sometimes do stupid things, you know, and maybe don't think about the fact that, oh, someone might have their kid here. So you should be Mm -hmm. a little more thoughtful of that. You know, I'm sure that's happened, but there's so many other things. Like let's talk about the pageantry world. You have all of these little girls on there with a full face of makeup wearing crazy outfits and dancing very inappropriately. And no one says a thing there. Cheerleaders at football games are barely wearing anything. You know, and that's, I could just keep going on. So it's just, it's interesting. You know, it's what areas you're not comfortable, you know, with people expressing, you know, who they are. For sure. And that reminds me too, like I grew up in the dance world and I remember this one competition, like it's worse than the United States, like Canada's a little bit more tame. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. Some of the things that I've seen, like I remember this one time, it was a group of six-year-olds. I don't even really want to get into like what they were dressed as, but like they looked like they were strippers. The yep. moves that they were doing, so, so inappropriate. And I was really happy to see that the judge at that competition really called them out publicly and was like, this is not okay. Yeah. You, you cannot yeah. be doing this. And parents, she was like, parents, you can say no. You know, if you're seeing these things, speak up, say, no, this is not appropriate costume. These moves are not age appropriate. We will not like take your children out. Um, and yeah, like the pageantry stuff. I know that's so bad. Oh my gosh, what's that girl's name? It reminds me of that. Really, there's that murder from a long oh, time. Oh, JonBenet Ramsey. Right, yeah. her. Just exactly. Like we, we do not need to be sexualizing children and we need to call out when it does happen. And no matter where it's happening, like there has to be some call out of it, I think. Yeah. But it's when it becomes targeted to like, you're gay. So that's why it's happening. Everybody's bad. It's like, no, like you wouldn't say that to the straight demographic or whatever. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. And even having conversations, like you said, like trying to talk to each other and communicate and meet halfway and like figure out why we're having these feelings or these right. concerns or feelings without just going off and just, you know, like you said, when she replied to you, there wasn't really an in-depth answer. So no, great. she had nothing. Right. So if you're actually concerned about this, let's have a conversation about it. Let's educate ourselves. Okay. I can kind of see your point. Like, how can you make it better? You know, like. Things like that, right? Yeah. And that's what really bothers me about that situation as well. Yeah. So I don't know what the answer is, but I unfollowed her and that felt good. Because, <laughs> you know, it was triggering me and it doesn't align with where I'm at. But really the main thing that was getting me was just, I don't want to be associated when I speak of the school that I belong to, to be ever confused with that one. With yeah. that one. And also just to remind people, regardless of what your view is on the topics we've discussed, if you're going to train under someone to develop your spirituality, if you're just going to follow someone, you know, if you're, if you're taking that road at all, really just vet the person. And even if there are people that speak a similar language that you understand and you feel to, you still need, I mean, just feel them out because everyone has their, everyone has the right to their own perspective. We come here with free will where we can tap into these gifts and do with them what we want. So just a, just a friendly reminder. I like, to, I like to throw those reminders out there. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of people, when they're going through their spiritual discovery, they're oftentimes very vulnerable. Like oftentimes there'll be something that triggers them in their life to go find out Correct. things, right? Correct. And so it does bother me because I know that there are so many vulnerable people. And it's just so important to really look at different leaders or like teachers, things like that, right? Because like, we can get kind of caught in that like guru mentality right. where suddenly we're like obsessed yes. with this one person's perspective yes. and we yes. don't really look outside. So my biggest tip with that is find four or five different people who have totally different views. Try to expand and listen to as many people as you can to see what aligns with you and just making sure that you're kind of checking back in with yourself. Before we started the call or like recording, I was talking about how one red flag for me is when a spiritual teacher doesn't talk or interact with other spiritual people. Say if they have a podcast and they don't ever have any other people on to share their perspectives, I think that's yeah. a red flag. Oftentimes those people will be like, I'm self-taught, which is nothing wrong with being self-taught at all. And I think we all kind of, even if we are reading or learning other things from people, I think there's a lot of stuff that spirit will just automatically teach us from yes. our own perspective and stuff. But I think it can be concerning when that person is very like, this is the way and I don't 
listen to anyone else and it's all really me and my comes from me, I guess, basically what I'm saying. So to be careful with that as well, because I've seen quite a few people do this in the past where those types of people will start to attack other lightworkers or, you know, things like that. And unfortunately, these people tend to have really big followings with these really, really, it's it gets a little culty, I guess, right? Where like they have these really strong believers in what they have and then you can kind of get caught up in these kind of weird entanglements of spirituality, which is not supposed to be like that, right? So just being careful with that, I think, especially if you are in a vulnerable state or if you're grieving or things like that, I think it's really important to have more of an open door to different people's perspectives. Right. And I think just like any profession, any anything that you're doing, I think you're always going to get more information, more understanding, more experience if you're sharing ideas and thoughts with others. So especially with development and your spiritual practice, because then maybe something that you've been interpreting a certain way, maybe someone says something about that same topic that doesn't align with what you experienced. But then it helps you then go back to your understanding, maybe dig a little deeper, maybe research so that you even have a better understanding as to why you have the certain belief. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's just a lot of benefit to, to having community and being able to exchange ideas and thoughts and experiences. Shayla and I were both just on our friend Sonia's podcast, and we were talking about some topics where... It, the three of us haven't all had the same experience, mm-hmm. uh, but we we held space for each other and we navigated mm-hmm. that topic. And, you know, it helped expand, you know, just because I hadn't had a, an experience like that to where it led me to believe a certain thing, hearing someone I trust share that helped kind of expand my understanding a little bit. So, yeah. you know, when that episode comes out on her podcast, well, definitely... Yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely share it because we you know it was it was a great chat it, it, it was, was only awesome. like an hour it could have probably been six oh, but... I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then another thing I want to bring up on this topic and then we can move forward something that spirit has brought to me that I have really felt called to share you know the back into the LGBTQT topic the transgender community has been also a very hot topic political thing as of late well for a long time but especially as of late and i just want to bring up that it has been reminded to me that our spirit has no gender our soul has no gender that is something that we only experience here in the physical so to me it's just a reminder all of us, all of our spirits, all of our souls, however it is you connect with it, we all come from the same place. We will all return from the same space and we are all made from the same thing. We are all from the same place. So whether it's someone who's transgendered, whether it's someone of a different race, whether it's someone of a different demographic or orientation or culture or religion, do not forget we are all the same. We are all from the same space and we need to have compassion for each other and we need to take care of each other, especially those that are here in this experience now on earth who are marginalized and who are suffering and who are in pain and need help. So we need to be taking care of each other and quit trying to divide everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't thank you for sharing that. 
I think that's an important message for sure. Yes. Yes. Well, I pulled a couple cards today. So, and very interesting. (laughs) The first one I pulled is the card is called Holy Amethyst. This is a archangel that helps us move past things that don't serve us anymore, helps us grow and develop. And this says divine alchemy, move beyond current challenges and focus on what it is you desire. So I think, you know, for me, at least this was a good message today of there were some challenging feelings that got stirred up today, you know, and it did derail me for a minute and it got me down a path, but I'm also on this path where I feel like there's a lot of momentum and movement happening. So to just refocus. So whatever it is, if you're on a path to better yourself and to grow, you're going to hit some speed bumps in the road. And even if you get knocked down, just, just get back up and keep going, you know, just let the dust fall off and, and move on. And then the next card I pulled was Paul the Venetian. This is a ascended master and it says experiencing grace, share your gifts with grace, waves of inspiration and love are coming to you in the part, the share your gifts with grace that really stood out. And I think that's really appropriate for Mm -hmm. the topic of this episode is, you know, these gifts are part of our divine, right? These gifts are part of our, our holy connection to each other and to source, and it should be shared with love and compassion and for the highest good for each of us in respect to who we are and where we come from. Love that. That's beautiful. I'm going to just pull some cards to you because I have a deck here. Oh, perfect. Yes, please. It's funny when like the cards make sense. (laughs) Totally. I know. It's like, of course they did. Okay. So the deck that I'm using is, I really actually love them. They're the Herbal astrology oracle from adriana ayalis i think she's actually the creator of emerna mundi it's a natural product first medicine so the first card i have is brew and it's protection and then the other one i have is milk thistle which is peaceful warrior and then arnica which is teacher i'm just going to show you for the purpose i can smell men on there what's she wearing on her head it's an animal of some sort it's like a badger is that (laughs) a a honey badger I think so. It's a honey badger. This one here. Which is Love it. Yes. So with these cards, it's really just, first of all, protect your energy. Kind of what we're talking about. It's so important to be aware of who you're letting into your energy and what you want to focus your attention on and making sure that you have that protection. And that can be with so many different things. And relating it to this situation, like who we follow on Instagram, you know, are these people making us feel angry inside and I'm glad that you reached up to her because otherwise I think that would have been really restrictive. We talked about the throat yes. chakra last time. And so at least you said something and now we're talking about it. And it's so important to have conversation and protection too in a safe environment. I think it's really beautiful that we can have this conversation, even if it does stir up some maybe negative remarks perhaps, but like at the same right. time, it's like it's important to have these conversations. And then peaceful warrior. We can still have our beliefs, but it's how we express them. And it's how we come together and work through them and talk together about them because there won't be any change. There won't be any betterment of the society and of the world and safety for our children, even, right? If we don't come together and we express and talk in a peaceful state, still with what we believe in, but, you know, making sure we have our voices heard and then teacher, just like teaching each other. There's so much to learn from our perspectives and everyone has a different perspective, right? Like even what you were saying, there's some things that you don't quite align with. 
within the community. And that's okay. No one's ever supposed to be like, I'm aligned with this exactly. Like even when we talk politically, like there are some yeah. people who politics is like their identity, which right. concerns me a little bit. It's like maybe dig deeper into yourself and not have being a Republican or a Democrat as like your sole personality. Right. I'm sorry to offend anybody. So, you know, that does. But there's a middle point. I'm very much like that too. There's some things I'm like, okay, that's really great about this side and really great about this side. But there are some things I just don't align with. And I think that's, right. I think really honestly, that's most people right now. You know, we just had an election here. And it was like the hardest voting ever because you're like, well, which rotten tomato do I vote for? Because like, they're both terrible, right? And there's, yeah, and it's really difficult. And it's like, there has to be some form of solution coming up where things shift a bit. I know that we're coming to that, but I hope in the next 50 years, and I know it's even a longer span of time, I hope that we can evolve a little bit with our connection and our beliefs and the way that we do politics and we function as communities because it's not working it's not this or that black and white there's all this beautiful stuff in the middle that we need to explore and connect with each other with right so i'm sure there's somebody that will really connect to what we're talking about today i'm sure there'll be a lot of people so i'm really glad you brought this subject up even though it can be a little bit sticky and comfortable i think we needed to talk about it right no i love your card spread was beautiful i love the peaceful warrior thing that is like yeah God, that is, that is so much of it. And I think, you know, for whatever reason, and it's not just an, I mean, you and I live in two different countries. I mean, they're very Mm -hmm. similar, but you know, (laughs) we have very similar things happening and things have been so extreme one side or the other. And it's like, it's okay to have a viewpoint, but how can you take that viewpoint and peacefully help meet the other person halfway and then move us all forward in a peaceful way? Like still there's, there is a way to do that. Yeah. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I do also, now on a lighter note, okay, let's shake off all that heavy energy. I, I do have some exciting news to share. Ooh. So speaking of spirit school, I actually am going to be teaching a class in there coming up in June. Yeah, I saw that. It's exciting. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. So for those of you that are a part of spirit school, Please keep an eye out for it. The date for that will come out. And if you're not a part of Spirit School, we will put a link to it in our show notes. There is a free space there available for anyone that's interested in developing their mediumship abilities or spiritual gifts. And then there is a membership selection that has a bunch of these development classes. I referred to one because you had you have done one in the past as well. So, and it's just really cool. You have access to those all the time. So I'm going to be teaching a class on angels and I am so excited about it. So the date will be coming out here in June very soon, but I did just want to share that with everyone in case you're interested in joining. Yeah, that's exciting. So we'll have the links and all the information below. You can check it out. (laughs) For sure. For sure. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of Soli. And we hope everyone has a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for listening. Hey, Soli listeners. Thank you so much for being here with us today. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to help support us, there are a few ways that you can do that. The first way is to give us a positive review on Apple or Spotify. And this helps us to be pushed up the algorithm, which allows more people to find our podcast. The second thing you can do is word of mouth send it to a friend or a family member who you feel would really enjoy this kind of conversation. We also have all of our social media linked below as well as our solely email. 
So if you have something to say, you have a question, you have an episode suggestion, or just want to share your story, you can do that below. 